Welcome to MHOG Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne. Wayne? I'm, I'm no, Wayne. you're not the damn host. But you, you are anyway. Uh, and with me, as always, is Buck Lightning. Come on, say I it. I want to be Wayne today. You, can't, you cannot be <laughs> You can today. be Buck Lightning. It's awesome. Lightning Buck Lightning is me. president. No, I don't want to be president. You can have boobs on Mars. I don't want boobs on Mars. This is all stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And we also have Rum. That's right. <laughs> and and look at today, we have a very special guest. Mr. The robot from Pixar. Uh, no. no. <laughs> special guest, like football in the football helmet in the house special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Water yeah. Water wings when you eat soup. Uh, hi, I'm Ted Wally. Uh, the most powerful man in the Artist extraordinaire of a uh, writer, publisher of comic Matilda, Forces of Evil versus fourth, third grade. Yeah, third, third grade. grade. Yeah, but you didn't go up to me. Well, I've been doing it since 2002. Like, so. I was going to know better than you would. You, well, you guys are supposed to research and, and read yeah. up on your guests. When you yeah, come we do. We do do that sometimes. Really, folks, they have these blue cards like David Letterman that periodically they tap on the table and uh, um, like, Stormy's like flipping them through the window. Like, Cats right? are going like totally batshit crazy. I just like the, the pretty colors, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, he just looks at the colors. I don't read them so much as just stare and lick my <laughs> He does that whole leg stretching thing. Like, cats. it's really bizarre. <laughs> just be thankful this is not a Skype broadcast. Yeah, yeah, you don't saying. want him to see this on... on no, no. Oh, 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 God. Put that away. Oh, man. <laughs> don't point that over here. Uh, Ted is also a member of the New Orleans Drink and Drop Society, uh, as our previous guests, uh, Vernon and Tim. And, uh, Those assholes. Drink and Drop? No. It's more like drink. Yeah. It yeah, ain't much yeah. draw. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do not support these opinions of my <laughs> my colleagues here. Just want to say that for the record. Yeah. They're the ones he calling real bad. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that. That's all right. <sighs> Vernon writes all the racist jokes. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. It just comes right out. Yeah, yeah I don't know where that comes from. And you know, we're like puppets up Kevin Clash's hands. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Look, man, it starts early. With you know, <laughs> bringing bringing Elmo into this, yeah. Elmo. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ted Ted's uh one of the more dedicated artists that that I've met uh, locally. Uh, you work your ass off. You're 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 a teacher in addition to uh, uh, masturbating one of those furiously. That, that, that prints and writes. <laughs> I mean, uh, draws. Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh. It's funny when people were like, "Man, you know, uh, when's the next one coming out? Next one coming out? I'm waiting for the next one to come out." It's like, well, here's how it works, champ. If I could work. <laughs> All day and on comics and be paid for it like, say, Cody Champlin. Then you would get more product out of me. However, <laughs> Discover Card, when they call me, they say, man, it is awesome. You're a teacher. That is a noble profession. Uh, it is awesome that you are doing this comic book all on your own, writing it, lettering it, inking it, all that kind of good stuff, maintaining the website. And it is awesome that you're also going back to school, getting a bachelor's degree in animation because you're just evidently don't have enough on your plate. You're still going to pay us yes, $175 this month, Mr. Wally. I said all those things to him the other day, uh, although he left out the part about where I, I uh, congratulated him on how well hung he is. Uh, yeah, actually. So uh, I'm not saying it's like, you know, a baby arm holding two plums, but, you know. Close. Close. Nice. He's trying to picture that. That's terrible. Give me a pencil. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Uh, no, speaking I, of the amount of time. I, I, hear a draw, I, I, I foresee a new drawing coming up. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it, it's holding an M-Hog. Like, on the end of the damn thing, it's got like an M-Hog symbol on it. Yeah. Draw, draw it in 3D so I can wrap it around my dick and, and try to Texture. I can texture map it. That's, that's nice. what Call me out not, not if you got a touch you know. uh, We were looking at, at book one of Matilda, yes. and uh, I want to say it's like the second or third page. It's like a splash page that you did, and you're talking about how much time it takes. Uh, we were actually, well, I said a lot. I, was, I wondered how long. It's it's one of the pages where you're introducing the concept. Of, like, uh, it's it, a very infamous page of that book. Uh, you know, if I'm, it's how the long double page that, spread. It's, it's the one with all the demons all over the place. And uh, yeah. All over. And uh, we're not going to spoil the surprise, folks. You need to actually go and see what is happening on that page. Yes. Not for the detail, but for the pure just magic, magic, uh, magic, magic. <laughs> magic, yes. I like 
like the paw it's is magic. For the pure, nothing. It's <laughs> pure. How can you describe? You know, it's just you know. Wait, uh, a black guy with AIDS is in this? No, no, <laughs> no that's Vernon's that's comics. Oh, that's Vernon's comics. I do not support that opinion of Vernon Smith. I just want to <laughs> set that out there. But uh, now that page, uh, since it was a, it was this double page spread and um, had all the detail. Not George Perez, you know, crazy detail, but you know enough detail. I think it took me about fourteen hours to pencil it, Jeez. and probably just as long as to ink it, and then probably just as long to put all the shading and toning in, in Photoshop to it, and maybe about an hour to letter it all out. But see, if you if you work impressive. for Marvel or DC, if you're one of those artists, it would have taken you like three weeks. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, so yeah, again, you know, it, when when the millions start rolling in, then you know I can focus more time on it in a day, turn you, out more yeah. product. But uh, he wouldn't mind the thousands rolling in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just—I wouldn't mind just you know something really is. Yeah, rolling yeah, in yeah. would be fine at this point. Yeah. Well, Roman, you, talking about starting a heroin business, so you know. <laughs> I already started it though. Yeah, but um, injecting yourself, yourself is different. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you so. take my money, I kill you. Drug <laughs> you know, I've been you know toying with that idea. Well, here's a question: You said you've been doing—you've been doing this what since 2002? Yeah, actually, 2002 is when it started, and then I had to restart. I did the reboot. Um, starting in 2010. What what started the uh, the I don't know how to put it the uh, the adventure into doing this? What 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 gave you the inspiration to go? Would you just wake up one day and go? You know what I got? I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this. It was twofold actually. Um, in 2002, um, I had a group of friends that they were trying to put out. Uh, a comic book, and they asked me to come in to kind of consult with them because they didn't know anything about printing. And I was working at okay. an agency at the time, so I know a lot about uh, offset printing. And uh, I started doing a little research about comics and stuff like that. And I remember one night when we were all together, I, I began basically trying to – I was questioning their, their marketing plan. And uh, no one had really thought anything out whatsoever. So I was like, you guys are going to invest all this money into this comic, printing thousands of copies of a comic that number one you've done no market research on to see if anyone is interested in this and it was a sword and sorcery comic that at the time you know the only one that was out was Conan right and you talk to any comic book shop and they're like man you know that's no one buys that either especially so, once Andy Richter left <laughs> there you go so uh, <laughs> so uh, now everyone's uh, like I hear key, I hear you know the sound of keyboards clacking Andy Richter yeah people are like what is this so uh, and so we got into this huge debate of uh, they also the title of the comic no one could pronounce except for the creator of it so I was like you guys uh, what, are bad what was it Just it was Artemisan and uh, it was just bizarre spelling of it and again a simple go to your comic shops and ask you know I'm looking to do a comic what sells what doesn't sell right. what would you guys sell if an indie guy was coming in here no market research survey and I'm throwing all this stuff out and the guy who was uh, writing and drawing the book was getting really angry I guess because I was challenging him and he said to this day the infamous words hey Fred how you doing out there um he said that. <laughs> uh, still publishing the comic, Fred. How's Artemisan doing? <laughs> out there. Yeah. But he said the infamous words, well, if you could do a comic so much better, smart guy, why don't you do it? Why don't you do one yourself? And so I did. Oh, well, that's great incentive. <laughs> I, you know, nothing fuels me more than good spite. And uh, so, yeah, that's how it first yeah. started out. And uh, the subject matter, as far as the subject matter goes. Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> the research. <laughs> Seriously, what kind of name is Fred? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not as awesome as Ted. No. no and he doesn't even spell it with this extra consonant, you know. Oh, so okay. it's it just, yeah. In any case. That's so uh, the, the subject matter, I actually, want, I didn't want to do heroes, uh, superheroes, mutants, or anything like that um, based off the talk and everyone at the shop. Uh, so I also wanted to do something that was kind of challenging. So I narrowed down, uh, you know, to five ideas and then down to two ideas. And uh, in the middle of the of the day, of sleep, you know, the Same idea shows itself. Yeah, act, literally, uh, the main character, Matilda, rested a gun against my temple and said, I'm going to help you make this decision the easy way. So, <laughs> You know, the cool thing about Matilda, cool. uh, as you well know now, is that uh, even if, if people aren't interested in the comic necessarily, the merchandise is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I particularly like uh, the panties yeah, with the demon. Yeah. Demon. Yeah. Really? He's, he's sporting a pair of the of the of the nice uh, I've, I've, thongs. I've actually not seen 
guys haven't seen the uh, what? Are you the merchandise? Oh, I'm wait. actually wearing them. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. On on the head, so that uh, like weird science, you can you know make the mannequin come to life. <laughs> so, you actually <laughs> told me a pretty pretty funny story that happened to you at uh, Wizard World. I guess you can't. It's it's so weird. You can't say last year at the last convention. It, at the last Wizard World, yeah, yeah. earlier yeah. this year. Earlier this year, yeah. yeah. Uh, about the woman that walked up looking at it. <laughs> you want to tell that? I, I, it made me giggle. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, so, you know, it's one of those things, uh, the backstory of it is, is, um, my advertising background. I know how to merchandise and market stuff. And so the, one of the characters in the book is this demonic, evil little bear that, you know, everybody loves. And I can say right now, you know, unlike villains that start off that are really, really cool and then somehow the writers evolve them into heroes, even anti-heroes, uh, the demon bear in this book will never become a good guy. It's just, <laughs> I'm sorry. It can't happen, and it will never happen. That's just the way the fact story of the character is written. So, but everyone loves the bear, so I put the bear all over everything. I have the finest hands in all of China, uh, <laughs> under the age of eight, slaving away, silk screening, uh, a little on, bears. On. On. Yeah, I know it's it, it is. Yeah. It's, eight, I'm rolling. Pants, you know, right? if they don't have a bayonet in their back while they're making my product, I don't want to do business with that company. <laughs> I think they lack motivation. So, uh, so yeah, so we silk screen the bear on uh, panties because, um, you know, marketing dictates that, you know, girls like having evil panties. Evil panties. And uh, it's all evil down there. It matches their souls. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's just like the Catholic books. You know, it's evil. Pure personified evil. So, a uh, woman walks up at Comic-Con and she's, you know, looking through all the product and she really likes it. And, of course, I'm doing my best uh, P.P. Barnum, you know, buy, yeah. buy, buy. Hey, you want some panties? All kids love wearing panties. You want some panties, too? And she's like, well, these are really, really nice. It's like, yeah, you know, you should buy some. It's like, well, I don't wear them. That's the problem. It's like, oh. <laughs> I have temporary tattoos. <laughs> And uh, she walked away at that point. So uh, I lost the sa- sale. I don't know where I went wrong with it, but um, well, you should you should have mentioned that her, her boyfriend can wear them just as well. Yeah, I, that was actually a, a thought and an afterthought. You know, I also thought of just hopping over the table, baseball sliding in the back of her knees, and uh, while she was down, <laughs> slide them on. Yeah, exactly. You so there you go. Thing. Now, now you what are you going to do? Now you wore them. Sorry, so you soiled these panties. Now you have to buy them. I think uh, the next Matilda product should be edible underwear. That way they have no excuse. <laughs> well, I'm really looked, hungry. Uh, I've looked into it, and the printing on it is just, uh, it's not cost-effective. You know, the awful thing yeah, with edible underwear thing. is when you wear it all day, and then, you know, it, it gets time to eat it. It just has a funny taste. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Only you. Maybe if you cleaned your dick once in a while. <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of like a gamey fruit roll-up. A gamey. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, yeah. It's like it does a, have a little wang to it. It's a hot wing flavored. hot wing flavored. I've had this roll-up. taste in my mouth before. Mind if we have some more? <laughs> Now yeah, I want to see who gets the, that obscure reference. I don't think so. That's okay. Anyone, if you don't get that reference, Hollywood Nights, and if you yes. haven't seen it, you suck. Hollywood Nights. <laughs> actually, I've never seen it, actually. I remember oh, before it awesome. came out on DVD, I got a bootleg copy of it, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, oh, oh new bomb. What did you do? I'm sorry, what? What, 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 what did Buddy do? Oh, he's trying, to, he's trying to get me on the bootleg thing like, like he did with his bootleg copies of, uh, what was that show? Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll show that. Yeah, you, know, you got you got to tell that to Josh Whedon. What was that show you used to do? He did something, something, uh, yeah. um, something with vampire, something like Slayer. No, actually, it was Chucky. Which one, asshole? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then we would have to leave the room. Oh, well. See, Rum is notorious for watching really bad television. So, like, we were talking about him the uh, last week. That's why. I brought gotcha. That up. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of Rum, he he might have to cut out in a bit. So. uh yeah. No, you folks will miss them. Uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being crushed by the love. It's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally, we're 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 making them a sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, so you get to be the baloney. Yeah. Uh-huh. Question for you: Where where is Matilda going now? I mean, what direction? School. Um. Well, uh, she's only third grade. Yeah, I mean, she's been in third grade since 2002. Is she being held back? She was already held back. (laughs) Actually, a typical New Orleans student, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, hey, now as a teacher, I gotta say that is true. Actually, so. uh, Um, 
So no, actually, uh, a wise ass had actually come up to a convention and, and, and mentioned that. It's like you know, and I had to explain to him. I know it takes a year sometimes for me to get an issue out, but that does not equal a year of her life. Every issue equals a day of her life. Sometimes you know, a story arc is one whole day, but it crosses over three issues. So uh, the entire story arc will take place in third grade because that's the whole concept. Is that, that makes sense? She doesn't pass the third grade. Back to hell she goes. So um, well, to be fair. Uh, Bart Simpson's been yeah, in the, yeah, the fourth been grade years for thirty years. Or <laughs> yeah. And uh, they so even make light of it on the show. So, uh, so yeah. As far as where she's going now, um, the first issue is uh, up, done, free for everyone to read. You can also buy the uh, um, digital uh, digital issue of it. You uh, should buy it. You should really because it's not, you uh, can buy. You <laughs> will buy. Yes, buy. Yeah. So every actually every ten seconds, one of us is just going to whisper and uh, in the middle of the sentence, and that's what those awkward pauses are. So uh, so right now it's uh, you can buy all the products. Thought it was Wayne feeling me up. Shut up. It's subliminal messaging. So uh, <laughs> actually, it's a subliminal message both? that uh, it could be both <laughs> that he's telling him to feel him up mm-hmm. while wearing the Matilda paintings exactly. and, and petting one of the stuffed bears. They're so and soft. Pro, uh, Dick flavored fruit removes. So uh, so yeah, she's uh, you can buy all the products uh, online, and I'm busy working on the the second issue. Uh, I think the fall break's getting ready to start in a couple of weeks for me. So then is I is a lot of prep work for you for what Comic Con coming up? Or actually, yeah, it's been just total madness. You know, people commissioning me, and uh, that's where I make most of the money off of uh, Comic-Con, and uh, so I've been working on putting the commissions together, putting some other stuff in that people might want to want to buy, but I think I'm pretty done with all the prep work. It's just ready to go set up doing, and get it done. Are you doing sketches there and stuff Yeah, like I'll that. be doing sketches there, too, and uh, um, unless unless somebody wants something digitally colored, in which case, uh, they'll just have to buy it and I have to uh, pack yeah. it up and mail it to them. Do you have, uh, when you do sketches at conventions or what have you, do you have something like the most common thing that you're asked, or do just people ask you? Yeah, do you have like a list of things? Aside from Matilda. No, I mean, most of the time it's kind of, you know, it's whatever they want, and uh, I haven't seen really a common theme. I've had some bizarre requests, of course, but... uh, What's the strangest? Oh, man, the strangest. uh, Woman comes up. You guys uh, remember the old TV show with Ron Perlman, Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's her name? They're trying to replace it now. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Linda... Linda Hamilton? Linda Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. All right. So this woman, yeah, it's from Terminator. Uh, So you have Hellboy and Terminator in one TV series, but yet nothing gets exploded. Go figure. Yeah. But it's like Twilight. It was a Twilight TV series in yeah, what, pretty, the 90s. Or pretty much, yeah. So this so one was really like through that. everything. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and I think you can get it on bootleg. So, yeah, probably. Uh, awesome. So yeah, so this woman, she's summoned through the portfolio and stuff like that, and uh, she asks if I do commissions. So I was like, well, you know, that's what the little sign says, so uh, depends on what it is that you no, want. No, no, here to trick you, bitch. Yeah, and uh, so she asked if I would draw Ron Perlman as the Beast, of course, um, admiring himself in a mirror. So the whole point of view is he's the Beast, and he is uh, looking at himself in a mirror, and he's naked. So that was the... Sh- but to be fair, the so fur kind of covers everything, right? So you're the draw the Beast wiener. Yeah, basically that's what she nice. uh, asked me to do. I told her no, um, because I just, you know, was not... That would require a lot more research, and the internet didn't have phones and stuff like that that I got to, you know, look at. How many naked pictures of Ron Perlman are there, really? Well, (laughs) I don't know, but... uh, I'd also like to point out that let's say you did take that commission and it took you all day and a customer walked up to you you while drawing naked Ron Perlman (laughs) as the Beast. How how exactly do you explain that? Like, it's not not for me. Sure, it's not. No, actually, I explain it like I do all the commissions is that baby needs formula, and uh, (laughs) so we do what we got to do. So uh, I think uh, also it's... Tied with um, that story is tied with. I was at another convention and um, I was sketching. I, I was working on I think the third book, and so my head's down, you know, working on the uh, boards and, and drawing stuff out. And it was a, a fetish and bondage convention in Atlanta. <laughs> So uh, my, I have a good demographic in there, so people were buying the book and everything. But I'm so busting pump, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I mean, really, who? And we who, hate them, yeah. So, <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, you know, I can only kind of see over the, uh, you know, just kind of like looking up slightly as people are turning the pages, and so I see this guy. I just see his forearms are really large forearms. He's got like it looks like a merchant marine tattoo or something like Popeye. But he's flipping through deep voice, but I'm not really looking up at him because I'm just kind of sketching the stuff out, and I, you know, just kind of say casually. You got any questions? You know, just ask. He's like, your stuff's really good. Thank you very much. And he's like, you got any other? You do private commissions? Yeah, yeah, sure I do. And that's when I look up. 
and realize that this big burly, these big burly forearms are dressed in a gingham outfit. Dorothy <laughs> dressed, I, and God, cross between Dorothy. Style? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he just burst into flames. Uh, someone says if God is punishing him for that. So, uh, no, it, it, this guy was dressed like this cross between the Swiss Miss Coco Girl and uh, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Nice. And, you know, he, he was comfortable and he was, you know, this whole, you know, burly merchant. Just hanging guy. out with yeah, you. Just, yeah, just, you draw a really pretty mouth, you know, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't what I was expecting that point, to you see. have to get the fuck out of like, Georgia. I gotta go. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is not what I was expecting to see when I looked up. And he was pretty comfortable with me saying that. He just kind of laughed. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I would expect it wasn't what you were expecting. So, But he bought a book. So, well, you know, good. there we go. At least he got yeah. yeah. So I expect to see him show up as Mantilda. And, <laughs> Mantilda. Uh, that would be great. Actually, it was done by uh, uh, one of our uh, local eccentrics, uh, Michael Staborski, one of my albatross and uh, one of my best friends since uh, middle <laughs> school. Mantilda. And he dressed up as Mardi Gras. He dressed up as Mantilda. Until they completely let his, you know, facial hair grow out and everything, you know, so awesome. it, was, it was, it was a thing of beauty. So uh, I, I think I wept tears of blood. Your eyes had their period. Uh, no, there was just it was so painful, <laughs> so painful to see a friend of mine that you know all the way back to you know junior high school dressed as my comic book character. If my comic book character was a forty something year old man, so uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Did that at all make you rethink the whole concept of Matilda? Um, Maybe that should have been the kind. Spin- Actually, no. What it made me think of was that there has to be some way that I can get a lawyer involved with a cease and desist order. It just Not just for protecting the brand of Matilda, but for protecting anyone that had to see this guy walking around all day like this. So, but apparently on Mardi Gras Day, there's worse things to see. So police weren't interested in my pleas of help. So, uh, oh, it's New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, so, it didn't have to be Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, so yeah. So, yeah, evidently Mantilda is, is, is safe by uh, New Orleans standards. That's awesome. Says you. Yeah. <laughs> Where did go after Mantilda? <laughs> well, uh, to actually, uh, at this Comic-Con, uh, my, darling, my, darling, uh, my darling wife is going to dress as Matilda. So, uh, awesome. And it's a lot better than Mantilda, <laughs> simply because she's got the correct plumbing. So, uh, so yeah, she's invested. Are you assuming that Mantilda didn't? I... Did you, this guy. Did you check? Well, I have not actually done a swab, <laughs> but uh, you know, he could have been born with both parts. It would explain an awful lot. But uh, I don't think he's transgendered, and uh, so I don't know. We'll just have to ask uh, those that have dared go that far with him. <laughs> And, uh, but no, uh, uh, the lovely lady is actually done. She did a lot of research, and, uh, so she's putting together an authentic, uh, Matilda costume. So. That's awesome. So at, at this, at this con, what are your, you know, what are your charge for sketches and stuff like that? Is it pinned or? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. it's pencil sketches are 75, and then I think, uh, if you want it inked, it's in like another 25 bucks, and if you want it digitally colored, it's like 150. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's pretty standard piece. Yeah, you, you got prints and stuff of your book as well. Or? Uh, actually, I don't have any of the uh, original artwork. Uh, that's stuff that I haven't gotten to a point. Um, I figure when I'm eating cat food, then you know, that's when I'll probably start selling that. And, um, fortunately, Delgado pays me really, really well, so I, I can afford this little hobby. So, yeah, we're not parting with the original pages of the, the book yet, but uh, I do have, you know, like uh, commission sketches. I got a little portfolio of some oh, cool. Common stuff that are pretty popular. A lot of it's stuff that we did at Drink and Draw Challenges and yeah. things like that. You know, if folks, if you if you go to a convention, uh, you know, if you go to one of the uh, quote unquote more popular artists that that are featured at the convention, they're going to charge you a couple hundred for for a sketch. Well, oh, some of them well, depends. You know, more every, than that. I'm but, sure some uh, of those guys are pretty high. If you go to some of those guys out there like Ted that are hungry and like not literally because apparently uh, no I actually yeah, out, uh, not Delgado, Delgado, yeah, Delgado pays me you know twenty three fifty an hour but, so uh, uh, they want it you know yeah. uh, he'd, he'd like to be able to, to do Matilda uh, as forever, a job forever I would uh, but uh, it's a, it's an abusive relationship that uh, the book and I have so uh, I'm I'm you know I can't leave her she'll <laughs> she'll kneecap me but uh, but you, out of love. you can get you can get an artist like Ted to, to you know like a much better deal on an original piece of art. Not, I mean, personally, I'm not big on prints. 
Because mm-hmm. even though it's it's cool to have, I'd rather something that the artist drew right there. Put out yeah. yeah, and I'll do uh, I'll do pen and ink, uh, you know, impromptu sketches. As long as it's not Ron Perlman's day. Yeah, as long as it's like not naked Ron Perlman <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, but I just got my phone. I just thought of a title for that piece. Wait, what'd you say, Ron? I just thought of a title for the piece. If you drew a naked Ron Perlman staring at himself in a mirror, you could call it Beauty and His Peace. Jesus. Did he there for 20 minutes looking for the opportunity to say that? Yes, he has. Almost as sad as spending eight days watching The Vampire Diaries. I don't know. I think think The Vampire Diaries is way sadder. Oh, it's funny. So I, I only hear one person laughing. That's that, you know. So, uh, you know. Hey, I gotta make myself laugh. No one else is doing it. Deep in my heart, I know I'm funny. So, so folks, the uh, enigmatic alcoholic has has left us. Yes, rum <laughs> had to take off because uh, someone at his job decided to fall out of a uh, window washer thing. He's serious, actually. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I mean, it really, it really uh, did happen, and. Um, he hit the ground and broke his back, so now Rum has to work a double shift. Wow. But the nice thing is, Rum didn't really like him, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was okay. And it's he, win-win. When yeah, you and he gets it. his hours, so exactly, yeah. So it's win-win, <laughs> of course. So I hope the poor guy uh, can walk. Yeah, we hope he doesn't uh, die. And um, what would probably cheer the guy up is if someone bought him a copy of Matilda. Yes, and uh, and sent it, it to him, him. Yeah, and he, he could read it while he's recovering. Or buy two copies, one for yourself and one for him, to read uh, to him in his coma. There you yeah. go. And uh, uh, for those that are very adventurous, um, you could have some fun by buying the panties and putting them on his unconscious body. And taking pictures. Exactly. Yeah. So that when he wakes up and, uh, you know, how did these get here? I don't know, man. <laughs> they, they took the clothes off of you when you came in. They must have been under your pants. It's a win-win. How did your finger get in my ass? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I slipped out of it. It fell right in there. They it must have both been unconscious. <laughs> oh man! So Ted, you were saying earlier that you were you you have digital copies of your book. Yes. So are you gonna go straight digital? Well, it's actually it's kind of interesting. Um, the Drink and Draw group had gotten to a discussion about it, and uh, one of the guys, uh, Tim uh, Tim Laddie, Tim uh, he actually brought up some really good points. And since I do understand um, from working in ad design for so many years, it actually made sense as far as the business model goes. Um, a lot of uh, guys make money off of the individual issues, uh, printed issues, because they're moving like you got to move thousands of them. Yeah, and uh, even selling them, getting rid of the middleman, and you're selling them yourself, basically either on print on demand or out of your garage. Still got to move thousands of these things to make any kind of money. So for the print, uh, for actually for the business model that I got, uh, Tim was making sense. Is that collect the story arcs into a graphic novel? and sell the graphic novel rather than the individual issues. Right. And I agreed with it up to a point where I was also on the line of, you know, you still got to offer them something. So it's for free for the the deadbeats, um, like the people that come up to the convention and they say, I love your book, man. I read all my roommates' copies. And, uh, you know, that's it, that true happened, you know. <laughs> Girl, little girl came up and said, "Oh man, I loved your book. This is, oh, this is Matilda. I read all my roommates' copies. You know, you need to leave my table now because I'm about to just punch you right in the throat." <laughs> so it's up there for free for the deadbeats, and for those that are really, um, they want an individual issue. It's available in a variety of formats for your e-readers, and um, but I'm going to collect them as story arcs complete and collect them into a hard, uh, well paperback but uh graphic novels and oh, that's, that's what i'm going to sell because okay. uh it seems as tim and i were uh, both discussing it, it seems to follow along the lines of uh, kind of kind of what our peers do you know you have mike mignola and hellboy you know and it's uh you know collected all in a graphic novel a person wants to read a story from beginning to end and not have to root around for uh, an issue that they may have missed or right. something like that so yeah digital copies and uh then when the, uh, the when it's all done the story arc's done collected into a paperback and you guys can buy a graphic novel that's good. Yeah, because, you know, personally, I mean, I like to, like we were talking, me and Adam were talking about this earlier, is uh, things that are going to go like movies and, you know, I mean, the music scene already is starting to all go digital. You know, you barely can find a damn store that sells CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you do, they're like $25 for a damn CD. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay that much for a CD when you can download it for 10 bucks. Yep. But I personally like to have hey, ACDC recently those came. things. Yeah, he did. They did. And, they did. And but you know, they're, the they're problem on, uh, that they're having now. now with music in particular is uh, 
uh, like I think Tom Cruise was the one to bring it up of all people. Uh, is <laughs> it came that to there's, him. Yes. There's, <laughs> scientific dream. <laughs> there's issues with 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 like buying things. Not no, no offense to iTunes because I buy a lot of shit through iTunes, but. And uh, we're there's on issues, iTunes, so of, no offense to iTunes. <laughs> right. Uh, there's, there's issues of uh, digital ownership with, yep. with that kind of stuff where, the, in, in, uh, according to the agreement that no one actually reads, because let's be honest, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you're leasing these songs, and if you die, that's it. You know, so, uh, like, to me, I, I'd personally rather... I mean, comics is a different story, particularly for me. I, I'm more or less against digital comics. I much prefer to actually buy the book. I, um, I agree. Right, and that was where my point was, where I was like, you know, I gotta give them something. So, if I'm gonna give them something, I'm gonna give them the com- a complete story arc, so they're not having to run into, you know, why find I need that to buy- one issue. Yeah, find that one issue. And, and I also link it to why I had to, in a lot of ways, why I had to reboot the series anyway, is because I lost all the original art in the storm, so I couldn't reprint the books. But, someone still wants to read book one. Well, if I can't physically print that, then... You're screwed. You right. Know, it's, it's dead. I can't print it whatsoever. No way, shape, or form. All of the artwork's gone. So this way that, you know, I can collect it all in a single uh, book, but if you still want the di- uh, a digital copy of it, and, you know, I'm trying to appeal to as many in the market as I can. So, so yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I don't need, why are we wearing the headphones? Yeah, I don't know. We're still John's wearing, not even there anymore. Yeah, so. we're still wearing the headphones, and we're not even talking to Rum anymore. Yeah, now Rum's going to be laughing about us. Yeah, I made him wear the headphones a little. <laughs> but we won't hear him anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, so I'm trying to appeal uh, and cast my net as far as I can. And uh, so there will be print copies, but I think it's more of um, I think it's more of an integrity thing to get you know a whole story. And, uh, and it's actually, you know, in the graphic novel format, you can actually sit... And, and, and sit and read it yeah. all the way through. I mean, I, I remember when I got the Walking Dead campaign, uh, I purposely got none of the issues because I knew they're going to collect it all sooner, sooner or later. Uh-huh. So I bought the first companion and I sat and read it like a book. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I buy the uh, the single, um, the novels, the paperbacks. Yeah. You know, I buy those. Yeah. I, I don't buy the big one, but, uh, you know, I like to... Yeah, so, so I think, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it, it's, at least as far as my small business model is going to go, um, uh, you know, I'll just offer the one for the the savvy because you know a lot of my students, you know, that's that's what they're into. You know, can I read this on the phone? Yes, you can read it on the phone. So they want to download it to their phone or whatever. And then there's the people that want to actually have something. And then it's yeah. then there's the free version for all the cheapskates out there. Yeah, well, don't don't tell anybody what the free version, man. What are you doing? Well, because that's part of the whole selling point of it is you can go read it for free, and uh, then it's like the whole thing of uh, the old adage: If you like something enough, you, you you'll buy it. You'll you know, and that's what I've got to kind of also, which kind of keeps me on my toes of trying to put out the best thing that I can. Um, if they're not buying it, uh, it's it's not necessarily because uh, they don't have the income for it. It's because it's not because they don't yeah, like it. They're, yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're basically, yeah. it's you know, it's because when you're dealing with comics uh, and music and stuff like that, you're what you're dealing with is a person's um, uh, what they what they call their free income. It's the money that's left over, you know, that uh, after you pay all your bills and stuff like that, what can I spend this on? Yeah, I want you to spend it on mine. Well, then I better put something out there that makes someone say, man, this is, I, I got to have gotta this. I got to buy it. Yeah. Well, at, over at the store, I, I get, uh, I get on, go on these little rants, as, as I do in life in really? general. Really? <laughs> do you? Uh, yeah, one yeah, of my, as he's about to do right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my pet peeves with Image Comics, who's uh, sort of been... Even though Dark Horse was there first, has sort of been the champion of like indie indie comics, uh, at least in the mainstream world. Right. Over the last couple of years, really, and honestly, uh, my, my uh, John over at PSI pointed out that if you look at Spawn, it's the same kind of thing. Uh, they like to go with very simple, vague titles, mm-hmm. and the covers. Sometimes the logo will be low. Well, a lot of comics companies are doing this now, and the covers aren't necessarily there to draw you in. So, like something like my favorite ongoing mainstream comic right now is, if you could call it mainstream, is Manhattan Projects. Mm-hmm. I love it, but we have to hand sell it because the covers aren't like those old school like Jack draw Kirby comics that, that where you know dynamic cover. Okay, let me go pick this up. And so a lot of it is marketing these days, and you know like like Image seems to be under the model where they expect the retailers to sell it. But for guys like you, you kind of have you don't have that option where you can expect the the retailers to always sell it for you yeah if you even go through retailers 
Well, um, that was something else is that when I was doing it as individual uh, issues, you know, I was going through all the local retailers and uh, did really well. Actually, um, well, back when the, the book came out, Carl still owned a BSI mm -hmm. and uh, he carried it, but um, the guy that was uh, his manager at the time wasn't really too keen on carrying independent, independent guys and stuff like that. And Carl actually, you know, carried it because he was like, oh my God, you know, one of the guys that, one of the little kids that used to come to my shop, he's, he's, he's alive still. All right. So <laughs> I think I owe him that much for, you know, all the torment that I gave him and any of his girlfriends that he brought into the shop. So, uh, I think he carried it out of, you know, sort of a payback sort of thing, but they didn't really market, but, uh, more fun and, um, uh, Crescent city, they had specific areas for local people and, and my stuff sold really well there. So it's been something that I was really on the fence about, you know, I, cause I want to support the local guys. And, uh, Jason actually has uh, mentioned, you know, that, you know, he's got the digital shop front up there. So I do have digital copies if he wants to sell them through the shop. And, uh, but uh, I get the printed ones, the graphic novels up. I'll be knocking on all the you know, local shops saying, hey, if you want to carry it. Awesome. I've got UPC codes for it. You can put it in your inventory and all that kind of good stuff. I am, uh, what is it, uh, Andrew's calling it, uh, uh, from, uh, I'm Bonafide, that's what it is. You're Bonafide. <laughs> so I got UPC codes for everything. <laughs> He's Bonafide. So, uh, yeah, when you see my stuff uh, at this con, all the shirts are prepackaged. Um, the bears have hang tags and all that kind of good stuff. That's it's awesome. All, yeah, it's, it's you did legit. you did pretty okay at the last one, right? You you had a you were probably had the best location aside from Lottie's uh, friend <laughs> and, uh, putting him at center square. But you you had one of the yeah. Best I've done locations. well at the Crescent. Uh, I've done well at the uh, the, the um, New Orleans uh, Wizard the World. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I've done I've done real well. Right. And now that they're all now that they're all off the ground and got everything running, I, I can't get any of them to return my phone calls. So uh, back when they were starting out, they were like leaning really heavily on me, and uh, you know, hey, we're gonna have you. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Derek and a bunch of us were going to news stations to do interviews. They sent my ass to Baton Rouge, and uh, <laughs> you know, I got there and they dropped the they dropped the segment anyway. So my happy ass was driving to Baton Rouge For at like five in the morning to make their morning show <laughs> and then I get there and they're like yeah we decided we've run a little over we're going to drop the segment but we did mention the convention I was like you know you're that word that rhymes with asshole <laughs> <laughs> and just turned and left at that point <laughs> exactly I was trying to think of you know asshole, asshole um, manhole uh, yeah so uh, <laughs> so now now that they're off and running their promotion Ryan's machine go going. fuck yourself dick shit <laughs> so uh, you know now they got you know Stanley and William Shatner coming so they don't need us to do the press anymore right so, they're uh, just kind of like you guys are peons and well actually it's actually kind of funny that the the i say the last you know the one earlier this year they had contacted me they wanted me to be a moderator at uh at two panels which was all great you know yeah i'd be glad to help you know i want to get i want the convention to be successful and things like that and uh but i had to ask them it's like you know nothing personal but why do you guys want me to moderate it because <laughs> seriously <laughs> people know me here but nowhere else, nowhere else and yeah. uh i i, I doubt you know the credentials are there and their logic was hand of god was like well you're a college professor really that was their logic i was like <laughs> okay, okay see sure. I, I thought i thought and, they were gonna say that you're the chris hardwick of new orleans uh, <laughs> yeah there you go so uh no i'm the magic mike of the comic world and uh <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> no no yes no, ladies please. So I think, I think, right now i think you should have a placard for your table yeah it says that. magic mike. that's actually tim tim lottie is the magic mike of our group we're, true enough yeah, yeah. True enough. he's got the rape shack <laughs> and uh, the last that's what they call his pants and, oh nice uh, so uh, so yeah he's actually the magic mic I gotta tell you I'm the I'm the Lemmy of our group uh, you know that's funny less warty. you know it's funny you mentioned that uh, the Lemmy thing because my boss was talking to me earlier and I said look I gotta get home because you know I gotta go do this interview with Ted and he goes well, who's Ted well, I showed him he goes damn that's Lemmy I said no it's not Lemmy <laughs> no cause uh, for one thing no warts and uh, but actually it's a funny story it's uh, I, I have the mutton chops cause the wife loves the mutton chops she hates all the other beard combinations loves the mutton chops so hey yeah, I'm, gonna right, go, that's I'm going with I'm going with the girl that you know yeah. I live with and how, how uh, is she on the haggis uh, I don't know so uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we haven't broached that yet. But in any case, uh, she uh, she likes the mutton chops. But the the truth, a lot of people look at it and they're like, oh, you wear the the cowboy hats because of uh, Lemmy. And the truth of the matter is, is uh, I actually wear the cowboy hats or started wearing cowboy hats because of Al Jurgensen. 
Yeah, from I ministry. Saw, yeah, from yeah. ministry. And uh, New World Order, when I saw the video, I was like, that yes. is a badass look. And I was out in, literally in uh, on Hollywood and Vine, Los Angeles, and I saw a cowboy hat in the window, and I was like, gotta yeah, I got to wear it. And the girl I was dating with at the time um, was like, totally dead. I think <laughs> she was just like, don't you dare get that cowboy hat. It's like, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So look, here's the money. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I got the cowboy hat anyway. And I think it was only with uh, like uh, maybe five years ago that she finally said, all right, I got to admit, the cowboy hats. It I, works. They, they work now. <laughs> well, so. and especially it, the hat makes you immediately identifiable right. out, out of the crowd. Like, I love it's like a person thin when I'm well, walking through the crowd. Really. I didn't know your name for like Same three meter. years, but I knew who you were. You were the guy with the cowboy hat. Uh, see, there you go. Uh, it's, so, it's your marker, so kids, man. sleeve tattoos, cowboy hats. You're in. It's the way to go. And that's, that's all you need. So, yeah, that's why I wear uh, the, the cowboy hats. Yeah. And that, and actually, you know, uh, affectionately, when I was younger, my dad wore cowboy hats all the time and boots oh, okay. all the time. And uh, I used to, of course, as a kid, you know, go clopping around the house in boots that were actually, you know, like Thor's boots because uh, I was <laughs> like, you know, five and uh, his hat, you know. And, you know, so that's, that was the other aspect of it. But, yeah, I, you know, mutton chops are because, you know, the lady loves the mutton chops. And uh, cowboy hats was actually because of the world order by yeah. ministry. Yeah, I saw. Uh, the, I remember the first time I ever got to see Ministry. They were playing at Lollapalooza. Yeah, it was in. It was when it was here at uh, UNO. Yep. Man, that was like one of the most incredible insane. Shows. It was. It was like sixty thousand people fighting. It was insane. And actually, uh, uh, if you can, they uh, just did a documentary uh, uh, called Just One Fix. Really? Yeah, on Ministry, and it is. It's actually because it used to run in that kind of crowd where uh, you know we hang out with the bands and stuff like that uh you know ministry impotency snakes all those guys and it is your insanity and we're watching uh one of my uh, old crew china we're uh watching some of the snippets advertising about it we're just like how did we live yeah uh, how am i still alive because all the stuff that they're showing back there is it's 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 exactly the way it is it is <laughs> insanity so uh yeah there's 11 11 billion people fighting in the yeah. crowd but you know the truth of the matter is, is when you get backstage and uh, Uncle Al starts talking, you know it's uh, it's madness. It's pure madness. It was it's by far one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I was at that show. That was pretty cool. So uh, and that's uh, and uh, that was actually for uh, that was it Psalm sixty nine. That was when they first released that record. Yeah, and um, uh, I think actually during that Lollapalooza tour, or no, I think it was the Psalm sixty nine tour that that was when uh, Kirk Hammett was uh, showing up at different uh, Lollapaloozas to yeah. play with him because he was like, oh my god, you. Know, how you guys know about ministry and uh, actually what i usually like to say is uh you know, their first album which was their kind of uh, depeche mode sort of yeah album, the I until it's called 12 uh, songs or it, it, yeah and it's a uh, it's funny it's like then al discovered heroin and skinny puppy and now you have ministry as you know it today so yeah unfortunately they're not together anymore so kids you cannot go see them live no yeah actually you can they're playing in your town this weekend <laughs> If you go to VoodooMaverick.com, we're accepting money for the tickets. So uh, you go and log in there, and you get a free shirt or hey, free panties with it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? I just wanted to point out that you can't legally solicit things over yeah, the internet to know, children. But, uh, sure you know. I can. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he just used the word kids. He's not saying children come by this. Uh, well, the, the, to, the, to clarify, 18 I don't or older. I in prison. I have bitch tits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you, you'd be used as currency there. So it's uh, you would be a form of currency in prison. But to be fair, that's a pretty awesome nickname. <laughs> What's up, currency? Yeah. Currency. <laughs> Most of the people Somewhere in prison there, can't there, pronounce Somewhere there's, there's a three-year-old black child name. With I was about name. to say, I'm sure I went to high school with somebody named currency. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, we did... Uh, uh, meet someone who, who her name was Vendetta. Nice. Can't imagine how many dates she got <laughs> to this day. But you know, it's like if I make her mad, wonder what happens. Yeah. Mm. Parents uh, must have really liked her. Yeah. Orangelo. Yeah. Know, yeah. People like that. So there you go. Anything else? <laughs> you got the you guys, yeah, uh, yeah, anything else y'all want to talk about? Yeah. You mentioned earlier William Shatner and, and Stan Lee coming to Wizard World. And I just wanted to. I don't know if this will make y'all laugh, but in my head, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> I was uh, I, I volunteered for the last convention, and I actually volunteered for this one. Uh, they're, Wizards actually a pretty shitty company, but 
But, you know, you'll, you'll have fun at the convention, so you should go and buy things from Ted Wally. And right. uh, But I was in the, the back room for my lunch break eating cold cheese pizza from Domino's, <laughs> uh, which they have now denied us this year. Oh, we don't even they won't even that. give them pizza. You gotta go, we have to go beg for, for food on the street. I'm telling you, it's a like slow-moving thing. In. Once they get their machine going, you know, right. they, they don't need you know to do some of the things. Yeah, they, they still before. need you. They just don't give they, a shit about you. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I was back there, and the 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 idiot who was running the the floor walks in and gets on the microphone, and uh, he, he has hey, to make, good looking. I'll be back to pick you up later, currency. What's going on, currency? He he, he has to uh, he has to make an announcement. So he 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 has the microphone. And he he's got the paper in his in his hand. He goes, "This guy's name is Bill Shatner, right?" <laughs> And the, the entire room was just looking around like... Really? That's not surprising in a lot of ways. It's just, No, no, no. I'm sorry. Because even if no, you know dude, he's nothing like the about... He's notable person. Right. He's one of the... He's mo- the fucking travel guy. Who the fuck, guy? Yeah. Who the fuck no. doesn't know who T.J. Hooker's real name so, is? No, I, it's, it's, it actually... Is. It, it, coming from the, the aspect of a teacher... All right, I teach a comic book class. It's the only comic book class in the state of Louisiana, to the best of my knowledge. But I teach a comic book class... And, uh, matter of fact, this semester, um, what I like to do when they're working on their projects is, uh, I'll play a comic book related movie. Uh, so, cause my logic of it is, is that when I'm drawing, that's what I usually have going in. Cause you know, every now and then I'll pause, watch, you know, Hulk Punch. yeah, watch, watch Hulk Punch Thor. Yeah. And, uh, but that actually, that's where I'm going with it is that, uh, so, you know, I can only play certain movies because. Uh, yeah, the sound carries down the hall, or you don't want someone walking in the classroom. They see this, you know, blue penis destroying right. Vietnamese people. And uh, <laughs> was that before the movie? Yeah, right. you... no, 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 no. That's that was it. one of his sketches. That were, he were you part of the finger paint? No, 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 no. That's because uh, that's what happens when you're in prison, kids. Don't go to prison. So, Unless you love blue penis. Exactly. In which case, so. Go to prison. Uh, so the thing is, is that, you know, I'm explaining this to, to the students, you know, that we'll be watching comic book related movies because I, you know, you need to be excited and inspired and... And fuck it, yeah. I need the paycheck. And, and yeah, so we'll put these <laughs> on there. And uh, so I'm talking about, it's like, uh, I'm bringing up things like, uh, and, you know, Halloween, we'll watch, you know, uh, you know, those kind of movies. So I happen to bring up the movies like The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah. and none, none of the students knew who I was talking about. Really? Yeah. Brought up The Watchmen. They didn't even know, not only did they not know the movie, which I'm sitting there saying, okay, well, yeah, not a lot, of people, yeah, not a lot of people didn't go see the movie or whatever. But they didn't even know the comic book. They didn't even know any of it. And, and you're teaching a comic book class. Yes, I am. Wow. And that's what I'm sitting there saying. It's like, you know, holy, holy God, you know. I was like, all right, Dragon Ball Z, do y'all know what that is? Oh, yeah, that's great. Naruto, you know what that is? Yeah, y'all need to just leave right now. Well, that's hold on. Naruto is pretty awesome. Now oh, come on, dude. Really? Have you ever watched Naruto? No, and there's a reason. It's fucking awesome. It's it terrible. has some of the best fight scenes of any fucking cartoon ever. So many bum fights, but I don't watch yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And uh... well, that's fucking <laughs> your problem. Bum fights are the shit. Yeah, I don't know. You make Especially, baby Jesus want to put his cigarettes out on we, the other angels. That's Ooh, how, that, that's that is, what I like to get off. That is, well, there you go. So, I just want to say that is going to be the name of this podcast. <laughs> uh bum fights no 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 baby jesus baby put, jesus you know you make cigarettes on yeah you make him yeah you make him throw his empty bottles at the other angels saying you used to, what happened to you man you used to be about the music well i i get that there are certain things that in your head you you presume that most people that that's common common knowledge common sense is a myth after all but seriously william shatner and here's He's the thing. He's an icon, man. Here's I mean, the really thing. is. Even if, if you can say for a fact that he isn't well-known enough for that everyone should know him, because realistically, somebody's not going to know somebody. Right. The but dude's like running eight. the convention. He should have at least done enough prep work. <laughs> right. And that would be like if you walked in and I was like, so your name's Teed? Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and that's where I get... You look and, nothing and that's like the I bear. I, I, I completely agree with you on it. Is that That's the whole thing of, uh, you know, if that's what your job is, champ, you know, you really need to know. Yeah, and, and not that you have to write an essay on him about her or anything like what, that. What I really like to believe, know. though, is that with this guy in particular, that, that Bill Shatner's done several conventions that he's worked, and he just never remembers the motherfucker's <laughs> name. And he's just like, Bill, Bill. Actually, what he probably, in all honesty, was that the guy really knew his name, and he wanted to totally... 
mess with all the hardcore geeks and see who... No, no, I spent time around him. He's see, a moron. See what Neckbeard would just, you know, just start raging out and, 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 and you think, know, how could you not know who Bill Shatner is? I think I think the only person he knows him as is Captain Kirk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Captain Kirk. Yeah, if you said that, he'd be like, oh, I know who that is. Oh, exactly. Oh, that's who that is? Yeah. Worst comic book announcer ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was trying to go for. Now, exactly. I agree with you. He was probably, you, know, you worked with him. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. He's probably. I'm sure I'll be there th- this weekend. Exactly. You're going to hang out with him. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like, so, Stand uh, still. I wanted to take a picture of him. I'm going to call it a moron in flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Just stand a picture. Take a picture of him. Let's you know, let's start a meme on him. You know, try and get him at one of those awkward poses. That would be a strategy. And then we'll just start a meme on him. You know, 70 year, uh, 70 year old icon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 70 year old icon doesn't know who Bill Shatner is. <laughs> Buys his ticket from Priceline, doesn't know who Bill Shatner is. What I really should have done is went and found Bill Shatner and been like, I want, I want to introduce you to <laughs> Mr. This Shatner, guy. come here for a minute. What? Knows who Captain Kirk is, doesn't know it's Bill Shatner. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> he's like, no, 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 it's a, it's a new guy with, uh, yeah, with Gay that? Spock. Uh, yeah, that's know, what I was thinking. I should, I should have tried with to Gay trick Spock. him. I should have said, no, 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 it's pronounced Leonard Nimoy. Uh, Nimoy. <laughs> You would have seen the internet break in half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the convention center itself. You know, you know, the the neckbeard tsunami would just, you know, as people <laughs> raging on their computer keyboards, you know, and uh, crashing, you know, bleeding cool server. You know, it's just, you know, having to type about the true insult of how could you not know. You know, I get sick like, of that shit. I, it's I, I'm actually off the internet uh, for the most part for like the last couple of weeks, and I will be for a few weeks more. I just every goddamn you time admit it's a, you, you know you just didn't pay the bill. It's okay. It's, I understand. <laughs> times are tough, man. dude. I steal internet. There right? you go. All right. <laughs> Which is why he's the using neighbor, the Buck neighbor, Lightning as his name. Yeah, exactly. Here, folks. <laughs> the, just so you know, the neighbor didn't pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all right now. No, I. I just the constant fake outrage of people on the internet. There's just times where it's just like, shut up. Like, uh, did you see the thing in the news? Uh, Chris Brown got into it with some comedy writer on Twitter. Right. And, uh, well, and people are like giving the woman death threats for pointing out that he's a wife beater. I'm sorry. Did he not? Oh, I'm sorry. A woman beater. A woman beater, yeah. He, he technically didn't beat a wife. Because they weren't married. Yeah, but, yet. uh,. Yeah, it will be. But it was coming. Well, and it's well she'll be pregnant and, first, and, and she's gonna get beat again. So because uh, she didn't learn. Well, actually, time. I'm glad that you bring that up because uh, you are. Yeah, because <laughs> think about because Ted's a wife beater. No, <laughs> yeah, do I look Irish? So uh, no, um, it's because uh, we talk about it. Bringing that into to, to comic land, was it uh, Doug Adams that does? Um, who does a uh, Hitchhiker? Dilbert. Oh, uh, it's some Josh Scott Adams. Scott, Scott Adams. Adams. All right, so Scott Adams and uh, Rob Liefeld. Uh, well known, yeah, well known actually for trolling the board. And uh, matter of fact, there was a big thing with Scott Adams, who he was impersonating. He created a false identity and was responding to hecklers of Dilbert. And he got outed, and uh, it was really some ugly stuff that he was saying, defending his own work. And of course, uh, you know, Rob Liefeld uh, often admits that he trolls the boards, and uh, you know, it's like he every now and then he like Google, probably Google's Rob Liefeld sucks, goes to that link so he can see who's hating on him, and then you know he he, he rages and rails. It makes you wonder how these guys got to be rich when they have that much time on their hands. And actually, that's my point as well. Is it's you know, it's it's like when I'm working on the book, and you know, people are you know calling, hey. Come out, come out, come out, and then you know, all right, fine, I'll go out, and then I go out, and they're like, So, how's the book going? Well, I was working on it until someone kept calling saying, You have to come out. Here I am. So, work is stopped on the book right now because I'm out. So, let's have fun by all means. So, yeah, it makes me sit there and say the same thing is as far as my personal opinion, it's unprofessional to do that kind of stuff. Also, the uh, the whole thing of I don't have to defend my work to, to anybody because it's, it's my work. I did not write it for you. I wrote it for me, and if you happen to like it, then that's that's just icing on the cake. But uh, this whole, like you were saying, it's just this whole thing of um, people start raging on the net, you know, with, about stuff that's like, seriously, I have no claim to this whatsoever. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm a fan. I paid money. I made him rich. Well, thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate that. And I did, too. You know, I stood in the line to see Star Wars as well, but it's George Lucas's product. He exactly. can sell it to whoever he wants. He can change whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants to. Well, yeah, and that's actually fun. Funny too, because uh, when I rebooted the book, I, I, I you replaced the Yup Yup song. Yeah, I did, and uh, 
So uh, when I rebooted the book, Hayden that was one of the things. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, we should do that in an issue. Just randomly have them back there, just to piss people. Well, it is. It is because uh, one of the things that I had to do was uh, when I first put out the book, I could only I was only making like twelve dollars an hour, and so I could only afford sixteen pages. So I wrote the script, not thinking of that part, because I was just like, let's get it out and write it. And I wrote it, and then when I actually started calling around getting price quotes, I was like, there's no way I can afford to get this printed. So I had to cut pages out, and I cut pages and condensed pages, and that's how I got to sixteen pages because that's all I could afford. Well, when I had to reboot it, I was like, well, man, you know, I make you know a hell of a lot more now than I did then. So I'm going to tell it the way I originally told it and wanted to tell it. So in went pages that I had initially took out. That, that uh, double-page splash scene in the original book was one page. Oh, you know? okay. So it was integral. I had to keep it in the book, but I condensed it down to one page. Well, now I can tell it the way I wanted to. Big two-page spread. See how horrible hell really is. That's You know, how do you give a demon nightmares of hell you know it's takeaways coffee and there's that too right. so uh Give him a bear so and i got accused uh by people it's like oh you're george lucasing it it's funny how his name has a verb now wow. you're george lucasing your own work and i had to look at him i was like but it's mine and not to mention, it's, again, since you want to bring up the George Lucas comparisons of, this is how I intended it. So, which do you want? Do you want the edited version, or do you want how I originally intended it? Because, otherwise, you need to go to your DVD collection and take out every DVD that says Director's Cut <laughs> and, throw it, and throw it away. You have to throw it away. Here's the thing about the George Lucas thing that pisses me off, because I, I like, I'm a fan of the original films. That's how yeah, I like them. Me too. Whatever. I went to see the prequels, one, two, and three, because people kept saying, no, 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 the next one's better the next one's better but <laughs> but that trick I, never works the uh once he announced that they were going to be re-released in 3d i went online and said folks <laughs> you you've been complaining for 10 years because literally like you, people don't talk about it much but 10 well what is it 12 years ago now he was regarded as like a god of sci-fi Yes. And immediately <laughs> destroyed his legacy to where his name is, as you said, synonymous with hackery. Yeah. But uh, over the last 12 years, he's kept doing the same thing. Really, before that, I mean, if you look at like 97 with the re-releases where he started dicking with the original film. So roughly 15 to 20 years now, he's 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 done this over and over again. You keep giving him money, <laughs> which does not like, it's like when your child uh, bites the neighbor. If you give him a candy bar, <laughs> and take him to Disneyland, he's going to get mixed messages. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you go online and say, fuck George Lucas. I'm done. He is he's worse than Lucifer. He's he's almost as bad as Matilda. Almost. Uh, almost. Call back. Anyway, uh, if you keep giving him money, it encourages him to do more. So yeah, and I, just, I, agree. I totally agree with that. Is, uh, you know, you are supporting the bad habit yourself. So, if anything, that is your, your claim to it. The only claim that you have to is that you shell out money for it. Right. So, if you don't like it... Support what you like. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, and my brother had summed it up really well once. Um, he's like, the problem that most people have with creators like George Lucas or whatever and uh, the way they write stuff and they say, well, that's totally awful, is that he's like... Like, sorry, you know, George didn't publish your shitty fanfic. So, uh, if you don't like it, do your own thing. And that's the way it is. And, uh, I, you know, I may not agree with a lot of, like, the whole Greedo shot first thing, you know, and him yeah. now trying to say that that was how he originally wrote in the script. You know, whatever. That's about the only one that I really totally disagree with. But uh, everything else, it's like, I'll still defend to the death that he, it was his, it's, it's his vision. And he can, you know, do things now that he couldn't do then. You know, I have Star Wars toys that make buzzer sounds. Yeah. A lot before digital chips. And, you know, I will sit there and say, man, that was a, that's a great idea. Technology is advanced. I would really love my Millennium Falcon. When I press the old. button, makes the sound of the Millennium Falcon engines rather than, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just one of those things. So, yeah, if I George lucas it, then I George lucas it. But I don't care. I'm doing it because I happen to enjoy doing it. I can tell it the way I wanted to tell it. And uh, looking back at it, I can also see it's like yeah you know that didn't make sense you know right. um, th that's not good continuity there I know more now so I can totally understand where George's head probably was for a lot well, of it well I think the, the thing with people is and it, you'll see this a lot in comedy like if you ever listen to popular comedians co comedy album the intonations are specific and if mm -hmm. you've listened to that album more than once it's stuck in your head comedians don't most comedians don't come up with 
new material every day. So if you see that comedian then within, say, a year or two, one of the larger bits will probably be in the act, even if some of the material's new. If you then hear him do, like, the bit, him or her, do the bit in another way, because they do, they try things, they try, okay, what if I, what if I give it a pause? You won't find the joke funny, because in your head you go, that's not the way that joke goes. Yep. And because in your brain, it is a specific flow, it's a specific rhythm. It's the same thing with those movies. When, when you, you're so used to seeing Star Wars, because let's be honest, it's one of the most, most watched films of at least my generation, if not, yeah. like, even my parents' generation. People have watched those movies dozens and dozens of times. They are ingrained. You can quote them, you know, with your Almost eyes closed as you're barely yep. awake. So when you see all of a sudden at the end of Return, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, Jedi yeah. Hayden Christensen's there, your brain just goes, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think Robot Chicken's parody of that, where it, it shifted in the end and then it became Hayden Christensen. And uh, they look at him like, oh, you DVD remastered motherfucker. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you know, thumbs up, you know, because now he's no longer the old guy. So, uh, but, you know, My yeah, there's, 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 there's parts that I'm like, I, I, I disagree with only because of, I could disagree with as I enjoyed the original version. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the fact that Han shot first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's like the whole thing, you know, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. I actually watched the other night uh, they had Return of the Jedi on and I didn't realize it was the l- most recent remastered version or re- redesigned version so I'm watching it and the movie uh, is about to end and they're getting to the part where normally the Yub Yub song would be but it's not, but there, it's anymore. not there anymore yeah. it's something different it's actually the score isn't bad it's no. just I love the Ingrain, Yub Yub song ingrained in your head is that's but, not where it's supposed to end but all of a sudden because I had never seen this version of it before there's these uh, like you look there's a shot of Naboo yeah yeah Coruscant all that Explosions everywhere, and and I went okay. I understand this is a different version. The Death Star just got blown up like two hours earlier. They don't have the internet in Star Wars. They don't know for a fact that the Emperor's dead. And there's probably a lot of even if they found out all that information within that time period, there's probably a lot of uh, fascist leaders and stormtroopers out there who aren't going to be too happy. You know, I just, you know, I just wanna... they're not going to be people going like the Emperor's dead. Fuck yeah! I just want to yeah. I just want to say one thing. You analyze that way too far. Much. This was it's like, a movie. This was a split second. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that like this was literally like, a split it, second it in my a, brain. It can be a split second. It's like I mean I remember thinking it when I saw the Star Wars uh, when the Death Star blew up the first time was like man you know all those stormtroopers are dead. Their yeah, families, yeah, You know what the hell happened? The robot chicken. Yeah, exactly. think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, actually that's what I was that leading was, to is that Robot Chicken also did the whole thing of you know uh, where the the two guys are on the Death Star and it's like well the you know the war's over the rebels won. It's like no we just we're an empire. We have all these planets. Nope, nope. That's the way it works. You know, they blow up the second Death Star, <laughs> and the Emperor's dead. So that's it. He's like, "What do we do now?" Well, I guess we get to go and get a massage. <laughs> so uh, you know, yeah, it's it's it's. Have you ever seen the internet meme where it's the two Legos and it's uh, one's a Lego stormtrooper walking with his helmet, and other's like a tinier one that runs after him, going, "Yeah, I hope you find the droid you're Look looking for, Dad." Yeah, yeah, I like to think that that kid was on the Death Star when it blew up, <laughs> <laughs> or at least his dad. You know, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Why isn't Daddy coming home? So the only thing I hated about the remakes, besides all the bullshit with the Greedo shooting first and all that shit, is that they actually changed dialogue. Yeah, Vader's dialogue's changed because you can't see his mouth moving, so they, it's easier to say whatever the hell you want. You know? Yep. That's, I'd be that's okay the thing with that, that kind of irritating. If, if they went like old school eighties, uh, like like right. when Luke, I'm your fucking daddy, bitch. <laughs> you know, like, whenever you'd have like a movie in the eighties that they would show that had curse words and they'd use like a terrible voice. Voice actor. Yeah, they should get like Pee Wee Herman to do James Earl <laughs> <Lord> Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Black. <laughs> awesome. So uh, come subscribe to us and leave a comment because seriously, all we have is that one dude who said we're the party. And we appreciate you, <laughs> yeah, Daddy yeah, 13. Yeah. Yeah, was, Daddy 13 was awesome. We uh, were the party. We had like five friends at that party, I think he said. And while you're subscribing to the MHOG podcast, you can go to VoodooMaverick.com. Yes. Uh, M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K. I'm a, actually, I guess I should spell voodoo as well. Well, it, it's one of those things where people are like, why did you pick such a long name? It's like, well, 
because I want people that can spell to read my books. It's just <laughs> one of those things. Well, and then you know, which was funny is like you know, you can always Google his name. Well, if they spell my name wrong, then I won't show up. So it's just one of those. I'm one of the hardest, uh, hardest uh, to find comics out there. But uh, you go to the website. Uh, um, we have a Facebook link where you can go like the Facebook page, and that's where I put all the updates for the comic and stuff like that and the book's free so read it and if you like it go ahead and buy it and uh, uh christmas is coming up and you can always buy shirts and panties and stuffed bears and whatever you want that's right uh, we'll have all those links on our um itunes account you can look at our uh, you can look at us at um on our lipson account as well we'll have all the links to his pages and facebook and all that stuff and i'll probably send a bunch of it on facebook like i did the other day and, <laughs> and some people got their panties in a wad but i don't give a fuck um that's <laughs> why you can hide the feed folks it's it's really not that hard but anyway all right we would like to uh, thank core destruction yes. radio and stitcher and all those other people that put us on and put up with us love us and oh you like like monica that's right that's right <laughs> monica puts up with us lick <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> Reggie Bush. Yeah, <laughs> we are the, the Metal Hand of God podcast. I'm Wayne. I'm Buff Lightning. And what this was? Dead Wallet. And uh, Rum's gay. So, all right. Remember, kids, to keep it metal. 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 metal, 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 metal.